welcome to the normal show. I'm uh, one of your hosts, Jeremiah. I'm Caleb. And yeah, it's been a while since we've recorded, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So lots, lots happened in the world. Um, I never thought I would say that the post office and DC Comics had something in common, but uh, apparently they do now. <laughs> um, if you follow the news, uh, both comic book and and uh, national. Um, Apparently, both DC and the post office went through some massive firings uh, fairly recently, um, and it has really kind of—it has a lot of people scratching their heads. I mean, I guess you know, but in the case of the DC, it's because you know DC is now owned by a corporation, um, and like uh, I guess it's what AT and T who owns them. Yeah, well, I mean, they were always owned by a corporation. Yeah, but like, but AT and T's like, the but AT and T bought Time Warner, so now they own DC, and they're just gutting it. Yeah, and almost, yeah, I mean, because yeah. of the pandemic, um, it yeah. kind of, you know, and they I, they had yeah. loans and stuff for billions of dollars, and and it's not paying off, so they're basically yeah. gutting DC. Yeah, and I mean, to an extent, I get some of them because it's like. You know, as a as a comic book buyer, um, and 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 still, I mean, you know, I still buy floppies, which I don't know. I I may I may switch that to to just start getting just just getting like the the graphic novels or like the omnibuses and stuff, just because it is a it is an expensive thing. And God, we've been doing it for since like what since we were kids, something yeah. like that. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but yeah, I do like I do like having the floppies and stuff. But at the same time, it's like. God, when you've got title, like, when you have like six Superman titles, and you know, and, and or, or God, or how many like uh, how many X Men titles are there, or Avengers titles, or Wolverine? It's like at a certain point, you know, you've got to start saying, well, why do we have all these things with this guy? Why don't we just have one story? You know, so I, so I get, I get that to a certain extent. Well, but that's not. I mean, through yeah. the years, you've had that happen. You've had like yeah. tons of X Men books or Avengers books, and then they. Yeah. They get whittled down to one or two, and then they go back up to ten, and then they go back down to one or two. Yeah. So I mean, that's not necessarily what's going on here. What's yeah. What's going on here is the fact that AT and T done screwed up. Yeah. And so, now and they're even, yeah a lot of it's just like oh, now well, they're taking you know. something that it yeah. used to be an institution and untouchable. Yeah. And and now they're saying yeah you know what we don't need it because we're AT and T we don't care yeah. So why'd you buy it then? Yeah. Well, and I mean, I think there's always going to be certain characters that are always going to be safe. Like Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, where DC are always going to be safe. But it's like characters like that are that are that are what about what about Zatanna? I was going to say like Booster Gold, which is like a kind of a fan favorite, but enough people at AT and T would probably be like, well, I've never heard of this guy. Uh, Get rid of him. If he's so famous, how come I've never heard of him? Yeah, exactly. But it's like you know, like stuff like that, or or um, or even like something that they had huge success with, um, uh, Mister Miracle, which was like a time time big, big, uh, big pet project. Um, and I don't know. Are you getting feedback? Um, because I noticed that like I can hear my I can hear myself. I am not at the moment. Okay, we'll okay. see what happens to the recording once it's saved. Okay, but I just want to make, make sure. <laughs> but uh, but back back to what I was saying. Um, you know, Mister Miracle, for example, he's not really a a, a a huge. He's not one of like the huge characters that DC has. However, they had a massive successful run that Tom King did, uh, in which <laughs> he talked about Mister Miracle. Um, so it's kind of like, oh well, would AT and T keep that guy? Who knows? <laughs> um. But uh, but yeah, uh, it's 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 really kind of because there were people who who had been working for the company for decades and basically just got got handed their walking papers pretty much. Um, well, yeah, basically everybody but Jim Lee got fired. Yeah, uh, I don't, did Brian ben, Bendis didn't did he? Well, or... no, as far as like the higher ups, I think. Okay. Yeah, it, unless somebody was just joking, but. As far as like the executives, I think everybody got the boot except for Jim Lee. 
Yeah. One well, and, and the, there was that big thing with um, uh, you know months prior to this, Dan DiDio got fired as well. So I don't, I don't know if that was a precursor to this. Actually, I even think that was even before they even knew what was going to happen. Uh, yeah. No, that that I think was its own thing. Yeah. Um, because I remember that happening. Yeah. Well before COVID happened. Yeah. And... So who knows what who knows what the future of DC Comics is right now? Um, I mean they're they, I mean it, they're clearly they're not going to just they're not going to get rid of it outright because think of think of all the um, IP they have. Uh, it just with it within that world alone. Well, I'll tell you what what uh, Disney should make a bid for them and buy them and then just absorb yeah. them into Marvel. <laughs> well, there was there was actually a point in the eighties where Marvel had the option to buy to buy DC, and I forget why they didn't. Um, but yeah, like, and then you would have probably had more crossover stuff like yeah. that. <laughs> the amalgam yeah. universe. Yeah. Um, which I, I, I love those as you know, <laughs> even though I realized that was the amalgam universe happened right around the time that uh, Marvel went was about to go bankrupt or went bankrupt. <laughs> yeah, but uh, those are all those are always fun. Dark Claws, Wolverine, and and uh, Batman, Batman, and uh, Super Soldier was Captain America and Superman. Um, I think actually, am well, but then you'd have other characters like. The Amazon, which was uh, Storm, uh, but Diana Prince was still a character in that story. <laughs> like, like, like she wasn't the Wonder Woman or, or whatever. It didn't have like the Wonder Woman moniker, but she was still a character in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyhow, uh, but yeah. So you know, sucks to see that. You know, hopefully, you know, it's you know, hope, hopefully this the story will you know have a happy ending but uh but yeah it sucks to see that all these people who've worked in comics for so long are basically being told hey sorry you know thanks thanks for thanks for the job or, or, or thanks for the work that you've created now hit the streets you know <laughs> but um and yeah and and really and, and as we said before also the uh post office uh you know uh, uh what's his face um DeJoy, who is the um, uh, postmaster general appointed by Donald Trump, who basically has invested. Well, one, he was a major. The reason he got the job is because he was a major Trump donor, uh, and also this make this is why there's a huge conflict of interest. Uh, he has invested in um, uh, many of the competitors. Like he is, he's like millions of dollars invested in. Uh, competitors to the post office mm -hmm. so that's that's essentially like letting the joker run arkham well that's that's yeah. how all of the appointees have been yeah you know yeah. when when scott pruitt from oklahoma got appointed to the head of the epa he was yeah. all he was a lawyer that was constantly the climate change denier uh, constantly filing suits and trying to get things you know on behalf of the oil companies in oklahoma mm -hmm. um and so then, of course, who do you put in charge of the EPA? That guy. Yeah. And uh, and but um, but I know something that and actually this happened today. Uh, and that's why this is kind of why I bring up the whole the post office stuff. Um, is that I had not I you know it actually has been it has, I don't I think you said it hasn't really been affecting you in Colorado so much, right? Like you you've been receiving mail daily or every other day, correct? Yeah, I don't, we haven't noticed any like real effect. Well, I will say this: uh, like uh, late, I had not received any mail. But well, and we all. live in a kind of a like red area, like yeah, like like yeah, red. We're like you, like, like we're like we're primarily more like more um, like a red, like you know, because Colorado is one of those weird states where well, color Colorado, just like a lot of states, you've got the. Yeah urban areas like denver and boulder and um colorado springs which are kind of more yeah uh well maybe not colorado springs but you know boulder and denver definitely and yeah. um they're they're more blue and yeah. you know well, i mean it's the legal weed you know i mean it's you know it's got legal weed so there clearly are but then there are the smaller rural areas that are red yeah. and uh we're kind of in that weird area that's 
like they tend to I don't know, you get a little of both, but it it's it's more red than not. Um Yeah. Well no, I I remember, you know, visiting Colorado and being in Lake City and hearing all like the hearing people tell like you know, people kind of talk about like like just being in restaurants and just hear you know, overhearing conversations and be like, Well, these these people are definitely (laughs) definitely lean a little more toward the to the red than the blue. (laughs) But um but anyway but uh, but anyways as i was saying um i had not received any mail um until like 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 basically from like uh, uh, at the end of july i hadn't received any mail until today and here's the thing that was kind of funny maybe you're just not popular no no well like well here's the thing is i even received a bill that was due uh, on the 17th (laughs) like that's how backed up yeah, well, and, they they were intentionally backing up yeah. areas well, in the blue states. Yeah, well, and they, blue areas. They, they took out. Uh, they actually took out. I think three uh, mail sorting, like mail sorting machines, at uh, uh, in Chicago and like some like their busiest hubs. And the oh, and the thing was though, it's like I remember you know the, you know today when I when I collected my mail, um, I, you know I, I basically as I said had three weeks worth of mail um, and. When I looked, and I, and I could tell whoever delivered it was pissed off because uh, on the ground where you know how you'll always get those junk, like that junk mail stuff, like RCN or Comcast uh, things. Well, like, yeah, the the, cor- the flyers. Yeah. Well, there was a whole bunch of those just thrown on the ground. <laughs> so yeah. It seemed like <laughs> it seemed like whoever whoever delivered my mail was was not a happy camper <laughs> about that stuff. So clearly, I mean, like, and I mean, there have been, you know, I mean, there's, it's been a big uh, campaign right now. I notice on social media, there's always like hashtag save the post office. Um, And it is interesting because it is, you know, uh, by, by most reports, it is uh, the most popular um, government uh, agency right now. (laughs) So it's funny that. Well, yeah, uh, that and the national park service. Yeah. And I mean, it's so obvious. I'll wait for that train to go by. Well, um, you've had you've had people, especially Republicans, trying to get to get rid of the post office for yeah. a long time now. Yeah, but it's it's supposed to be constitutionally protected. We're supposed to yeah. have a mail service. Yeah, and well, and yeah, what and... they're trying to do, what they want to do, because corporate greed, obviously. Yeah, they want to privatize it and make money off of it mm-hmm. and right now it's that's not you know it's losing money all the time yeah. but yeah. but it's losing money a, a big part of the reason why it's losing money was well because there they, was yeah. the, the pension act that was the, the postal pension act or whatever i forget the exact yeah, name like, but it was pro it was, did it for 75 years and now yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> so, like they had to, they had to create uh, retirement plans essentially for people who weren't born yet and had and didn't and weren't even hired yet, basically. <laughs> right. Um, and and yeah, so it's just I don't know. It, it's yeah, I, I'm. Well, what I, they're what they're trying to do now is like give it give those duties to Amazon. Like mm-hmm. you know, uh, Bezos wants to take over the post office duties, and which is funny though because Bezos does not like Trump. So oh, right, <laughs> but you know, money. Yeah, that's true um but uh but no i know that but uh do, you know like like you yeah. said uh lewis dejoy has yeah. conflicts of interest because yeah well you know like whenever they i know the democrats as soon as congress gets back into session well and he actually he literally um uh you know at, at the there was a hearing he had um and uh he essentially committed perjury because you know oh, yeah. one, of the things, one of the things that he said was uh, you know, he was asked, you know, he was asked, what was it? Um, do you, did you get, cause you know, before the, essentially what the post office would do was it's like, okay, you're not done until the mail is delivered. Like that was basically their, 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 their motto, um, or their, stru- or, or their job structure or, you know, or their work structure. Um, and then he, whenever he, you know, so he, so when he takes over, it's like, okay, no, you're only going to be able to do it from be able to deliver from this point and then the truck's got to be back at this time so basically he was saying no overtime um but uh so when someone asked him 
did you eliminate overtime? And he said, oh, no, I didn't do that. Because he was saying, like, he's basically saying, well, those aren't the words I use. But it's like, but you eliminated overtime because you were telling them they could not be out any later than this. Right. So, yeah. So, essentially, he, he, he committed perjury. Um, well, and not on that alone. He, yeah. he was like, I had no idea that the boxes were being removed. It's like, really? Yeah. You really think that's going to fly? Because uh, they were fine, and then you come in, and then suddenly this giant overhaul, and you're removing, yeah. like... And, the, and they found the memos that he sent. And so <laughs> it's just like... So hopefully when Congress gets back, well, you know, whenever, you know, the... Because, you know, of course, because, you know, the Senate uh, decided, oh, we're going to... We're just going to take the entire month of August off. <laughs> so hopefully now when Congress gets back into sessions... Because there's actually a lot of Republicans who are finally getting on board yeah and, and who also are not happy with you know the what's going on in the post office um and uh and yeah so hopefully the joy will will get re- will, will will get replaced with who knows who but uh but yeah so nationally that's a mess and and as i said i mean like i i experienced firsthand you know the effects of the effects of removing uh you know removing resources and and also funding uh from the post office and i mean it's a, it's an important it's it's important in that you know a lot of a lot of elderly get their um medicine for you know it, or you know well not just elderly but a lot of people get their medicine through the through through the mail yep um a lot of elderly people get their their pension and their and their um uh, uh social security checks through the mail <laughs> so it's like you can't they just... also get their publisher's clearinghouse oh yeah ed, ed through McMahon. the man ed mcmahon tells them that they could win a million dollars and that man's been dead for you know <laughs> over a decade now <laughs> but whatever hmm. my grandpa used to collect those there you go yes one win a million dollars we'd always get excited because we were stupid and didn't realize, that they were scams. Didn't realize yeah. So there's also uh, what happened in Beirut. Oh, yeah. Oh, we haven't talked about that. Jeez. No, I don't think so, because that happened after our last. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there was a massive uh, explosion in the middle of Beirut. It, um, it was ammonium nitrate. There was, like, some sort of Because they had confiscated it from, of... like, a... I guess, I guess they had confiscated it from some, was it a Russian ship or yeah, something? I don't know. But um, basically all you need to know is the Oklahoma City bombing, they yeah. used like 16 tons of ammonium nitrate. And you saw the effects from that. Yeah. And this explosion was something like 2,700 tons. Yeah. So extrapolate that out and watch those videos and and it was also like they were they were storing like that shouldn't have been stored in the same building like like flammable like like well yeah there was all sorts of things yeah it was it was like where where they put like illegal firearms and um just everything and it i'm you know you hear it and you're like wow how has this not happened before well and and the thing is, I remember seeing, um, I think it was on Facebook, someone had uh, put a, uh, had basically had taken the blast radius and put it on a, a map of Chicago. Like basically, they were like, if this had happened in downtown Chicago, and even because I live in Rogers Park, which is on like the pretty far north side of Chicago, for those of you who don't know. Uh, and they said, even, even as far away from downtown as I am, my all my windows would have just been blown out basically <laughs> like that's how powerful that blast was it's like he could like they said all the way up until i think even past everything uh would have felt the effects of that blast yeah um and yeah so ugh. i mean it, it we we literally are sort of reliving the 80s because beirut's being there's explosions happening in beirut uh our enemies are the russians um <laughs> Well, Donald Trump is significant again. Uh, well, yeah. So this is it's the '80s all over again. Yeah, but the one difference is our our president is a Russian agent. Yeah, apparently. 
fake news. Okay. <laughs> uh, but in more happy news, um, or I guess in happier news, I should say, um, uh, I did just discover uh, and binged the Harley Quinn cartoon, which I told you about. But you horribly undersold it. You just no, I didn't. I told you. You just don't listen. Yeah. Well, you could have said. You could have said. Oh man, it's really, it's really violent and graphic, and they curse in it. And but you didn't because that would have sold me on it. And I just kind of saw. I just noticed that it was um, that it was on available on um, HBO Max, which kind of also leads back to the some more cuts that um. Uh, AT and T is doing. Yeah, DC Universe is likely yeah, going. It's probably because yeah. well, because they've already moved. They've already moved a lot of the movies, like a lot of like the DC animated movies, and then and then two of their more popular shows that are on the app, uh, Doom Patrol and Harley Quinn, are now on uh, HBO Max. So as soon as I have a feeling, as soon as Titans gets moved over. It's bedtime for Bonzo uh, for the DC universe. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, uh, but no, but the Harley Quinn cartoon. Uh, for those of you who haven't seen it, uh, it's it's pretty it's it's genuinely funny, uh, and also the cast. It surprised it surprised me the well, you know the cast they got it's, for that. It's like the way that the Deadpool movie was the perfect representation of how Deadpool should be. Mm-hmm. This was kind of the perfect representation of how Harley Quinn and yeah. Ivy and, you know, the shark guy or whatever his King name shark. is. King Shark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, King Shark. Yeah. Which, but, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's a yeah. very well done take on Harley Quinn. Yeah. Is it Ron, Ron Funches? Is that who does King Shark? Yeah. Oh, Which, you know Ron Funches yeah. does his voice. Yeah. But uh, I did, there was, it was funny because I actually used the clip. I used the clip to educate my mom uh, from Harley Quinn uh, in which um, I was trying to explain to her what the term deus ex machina means. And I, I, I kept trying to, I was like, well, it's the God machine. It's basically when something out of like whenever basically a storyteller or a you know, director or writer has basically painted themselves into a corner and they can't get out of it. And then, Oh, something, some miraculous thing out of nowhere comes and saves them. And she just really couldn't get the concept. Well, and, and I mean, it comes from Greek theater, like where they had a literal literally happen. Like a God would come out of the sky yeah. and change, yeah. you know, he'd be on, he would be on rig. Like, like there'd be some sort of rig. He was on hence, hence the machine. Uh, but, uh, and I, yeah so i was so i was trying to explain her and then like i don't know if you've seen the episode where they get into harley they have to go inside harley's mind yeah yeah and there's a thing where where clayface goes oh i could really we could really use a deus ex machina right now yeah. and, and, and then, then a certain Freddy, yeah, oh yeah <laughs> or not Freddie prince um the other one uh uh, Fr- uh, Frankie Muniz yeah. shows up and saves them, and, he, and, and I love Ron. Says, well, sorry, we didn't get that machina you wanted, but <laughs> looks like we're getting to get out of here. And so I showed, like, you know, recorded on my phone and showed it to my mom. Like, this is what a Deus Ex Machina is. Yeah, like, this is a literal definite. This is the literal example and definition of a Deus Ex Machina. Well, and you, you see, like I've seen in the past, people accuse certain marvel writers of oh this is just a deus ex machina mm-hmm. and um and they always like weasel out of it like no it's not deus ex machina if it's established beforehand and it's like that's a very loose like a very yeah. not very uh, you know i don't know it's it's not usually a very strong argument yeah um because yeah i guess technically it's been established but it like still we, comes. It still comes out of it, nowhere. That we mentioned it in one panel and one page, um, in the in the beginning of the story. Arc. Yeah, or it's like, oh, he's about to kill him. Oh, who? Oh, Silver Sable shows up out of nowhere. Yeah, and the whole time it was her in disguise. Like, like old comics used to use Deus Ex Machina's a ton. Yeah, and uh, you know, fortunately, writing has gotten a lot better, and they yeah. try to steer away from it as much as possible but you still see them kind of go back to those same tropes yeah but uh 
but no, it's like it's a like I said, the cast really surprised me too. Just like the names they got for it, because uh, it's Kaylee Coco or Kaylee. I always Kaylee Cuoco. Kaylee Cuoco, yeah, it's Kaylee Cuoco, uh, and uh, is is um, Harley yeah. Quinn. Harley Quinn. I'm uh, brain farting here. Lake Bell and is, is, is Ivy, uh, and then of course um, uh, Adam uh, Adam Tunic is Adam or Alan Tudic. Alan Alan Tudic. Alan Tudic. Is Clay actually? He's several. He's Clayface, and he's also Joker. Joker. Yeah. Um, uh, Tony uh, Buster uh, from I can't think of his last name. Uh, Buster from uh, Arrested Development. Well, um. Well, no, I, Tony Hale. No, Tony Hale. Hale. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Tony Hale is Professor Psycho, and Jason Alexander is uh, Cyborg. And is Cyborg actually? I wonder if he's is he actually in the comics? Who? cyborg the the, oh, so the the wheelchair um yeah. i don't i'm not sure i don't know yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if that's an adventure i mean i love that character the character is great uh in the show yeah <laughs> especially especially second <clears throat> season um which you haven't you, i don't think you said you haven't seen yet um and then uh kite man is the guy from uh the onion sports dome i'm trying to and and the, from um ugly americans ugly americans yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, and like he's he's great. Like the dynamic between Kite Man and Ivy is great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kite Man going on a date. He's clearly like, kind of like sleazy, but Kite there's Man. something charming about him that she likes. <laughs> and uh, I love the thing with because uh, his, uh, his 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 room is actually a room sixty six, but he flips a, the one of the sixes around, so it's a nine. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It slides back down. He just goes nice. <laughs> and uh it also has and i was it like this has haunted my dreams like like I, I think i've actually heard this in my dreams like after ever at the end of every episode you hear this maybe <laughs> so <laughs> it's just like that that haunt like i said i've actually i'm pretty sure that that uh kaylee coco Co- um going wolf wolf has been in my dreams for several nights now <laughs> because i've been watching so much of this um but no it's a, it is a great show to binge if you have hbo max um i totally recommend it uh and caleb uh you need to you really need to see the second season because there's some really funny stuff i'd like to discuss with you but unfortunately you haven't seen it yet because <laughs> there was probably one of the funniest uh, also it's like I love the way they portray it, it clearly it's like because you know you're always seeing like Batman portrayed so uh, portrayed so seriously and uh, Diedrich Bader who did him in the uh, who also voiced Batman in the, Brave and the Bold uh, Brave and the Bold so like which was kind of a, supposed to be supposed to be a farce um, of Batman his, his voicing him in this as well and he kind of like Imagine if like it's basically if Brave and the Bold was was R rated, and I I like how they also make Bane out to be you know Bane who is yeah. legitimately <laughs> one of Batman's greatest nemesis. Yeah, Bane Batman. Bane is uh, uh, James Adomian. Yeah, and yeah. they just like he's just sort of a joke. <laughs> Very nice to see you, Harley. Yeah. Like everybody, everyone just ridicules him. <laughs> oh, and uh, Andy Daly. Uh, Andy Daly is Two Face, mm-hmm. uh, and Wayne Knight is the Penguin. So it's you get a semi uh, with Wayne Knight and Jason Alexander. You have a semi Seinfeld reunion, and um, and oh god, uh, god, I'm just horrible with names right now. It's probably because my back is killing me. Uh, <laughs> uh, Chief Gordon is um, Chris uh, Chris uh, Mahoney Maloney Maloney. Yeah, yeah, uh, Chris Maloney, and he's great. Steve Gordon, where he's just kind of like pathetic. He's well, and he's manic. He's very yeah. manic. He's like, what? Ah, I need this. Clearly, I need and, this. And clearly, an alcoholic, which they actually they deal with uh, in season two. Because you haven't even—I was going to say—in season one, they don't even introduce uh, Barbara Gordon, a uh, Batgirl, yet, do they? No. Is that Tara Strong? No, no. Actually, it's uh, Kaylee Cuoco's sister. Oh, yeah. Who does? Who does the voice? Um, Nepotism. Yeah, I know, but uh, but yeah, that one's because that that comes from a whole thing of like, uh, after the 
because I'm pretty sure at the end of season one, like the Queen of Fables, like the, the all the Justice League gets sucked into the book, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Which oh, and Queen of Fables, voiced by um, uh, Wanda Sykes. Yes. Um, but uh, but yeah. So like, so basically, Gotham is and, and Batman is is like severely injured. So Gotham is basically being torn apart by uh the remaining uh villains and stuff and like everybody has their territories like two-face has his territory penguin has his and bane and riddler all they all have theirs um and it's kind of like it, it, i don't know it, it's very like it's very much like kind of showing how like the it's kind of a boys club as far as villains go and all like, and all of harley quinn's crew are basically the outcasts that nobody wants <laughs> Well, that's kind of how the first season was too. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, well no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and that—that's how that is. And so, and so, basically, this is like them. It's like, well, why shouldn't we have a territory? <laughs> you know? So, and yeah, and uh, and then like, and then season two, there's also the 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 Ivy uh, Harley relationship kind of gets taken to the next level, if you understand. Uh, <laughs> I don't so. know what you mean. Uh, um. Speaking of TV shows that you wouldn't listen to me about, and mm. uh, now you're changing your whole tune, you should watch Brockmire. Oh, no, I will never watch Brockmire. Yeah, the third season of Brockmire really wraps um, it up, and uh, it's funny. It's good stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't see how it could get any better than the funnier die sketch uh, that was made about it. Well, you'll just have to watch it and find out. And is that the that's the last one, right? Like they're like the the they did the final season of Brockmire, correct? Yeah, third season was the last one. Yeah. Which is weird, like how like you know shows shows are now kind of wrapping up. Like they don't really they don't really yeah. go on forever. Well, you know? <laughs> I I don't like that. Yeah, you know, I mean, you sometimes it's good. I guess you don't like that they go on forever, or that they no, that I they... don't like that they end. Yeah, like, but if. It, if if it's how they wanted to do it if if it was like yeah. okay we had a start we had a finish and we decided to do it in three seasons i'm like okay well that's good at least you got to go out the way you wanted to but but when it's you know but when it's like stan against evil where yeah. you they clearly had more stuff to go on and yeah. just like no we just didn't get picked back up it's like well yeah somebody picked this show up you know, yeah, well, and even even uh, on the same kind of the same boat, uh, Ash versus Evil Dead was another one <laughs> where it's yeah. like, oh yeah, and and clear, and once again, like left it open for for more, and well, and, and a lot of the and that's the thing too is that if you look at like Rotten Tomatoes, all of those shows always like, have great ratings yeah, by yeah. the fans, and, and it's just the TV executives who are like, no, we don't think it works. Yeah, we're gonna axe it. We well, don't know then, what like, we're talking about. Like, we're they, actually... they they did a com- I remember seeing a comparison of uh, uh, Ash versus Evil Dead versus Walking Dead, and how it showed how the progression. It's like each season of Ash versus Evil Dead get like got higher, uh, like, you know, as far as like the ratings on on like you know on uh, even critically and even like th- and, and like you know like the fresh rating critically as well as audience kept going up. And then The Walking Dead kept going down. And which show is now in their 10th freaking season? (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, now it's just kind of coasting. And like they literally, like, I think there are maybe two people. I think it's Norman Reedus and Melissa McBride are the only two people that were originally on that show. (laughs) Uh, From like like the original, from the original uh, first season. Uh, But, uh, but yeah, Carol, Carol and Daryl. Well, I mean, I mean, Judith is still on there, isn't she? Yeah, but I mean, it's another, <laughs> yeah, I know, not, I know, it's a different actress, but I don't even at that hey. Judith wasn't even introduced until what the third season. So there, yeah. So, um, I, but uh, I will, I will say, there's another show that I I saw the first, it just premiered on HBO. I don't know if you've heard about it. It's a uh, 
Jordan Peele and um, J.J. Abrams' new show on HBO, uh, Lovecraft Country. Are you yeah. familiar with that? Yeah, I've heard of it. Um, it just premiered last Sunday, uh, and I watched it, and it's it's actually pretty good. If you, I mean, if you are a fan of like horror and sci-fi, this is definitely your book because it references, it does like direct references to a bunch of stuff like there because uh, you know the main character is this uh you know sort of like a black world war ii vet uh and it shows like where he's having a you know he's having a dream like there's a dream sequence that it opens with where he's on the battlefield and you know he go he gets up there and he see you, you see like the the walker things from um war of the worlds you know what i'm talking about yeah well, like those are on the battlefield, and then like there are there are Cthulhu monsters on the battlefield, and then there are flying saucers, and then a woman beams down from one of the flying saucers, and it's the character from Princess of Mars, uh, you know the John John Carter Princess of Mars or whatever, uh, and yeah, from if you, if if that's how you know it from the Disney movie that failed, um, and it's uh, it was kind of really, huh. Hmm? What were you saying? I said it was kind of kitschy. Yeah. The John Carter of Mars or whatever. Well, because Taylor Kitsch. Oh, okay. Uh, you got I'm a little, little slow on the uptake. Yeah, a little bit. Um, uh, but anyhow, uh, so it starts out with a drink sequence and like, you know, and he wakes up and you see that he's on a on a bus leaving Kentucky. And of course it's segregated. So he and like one other woman are in the, like one other black woman are in the back of the bus. And he's, you know, you see that he's reading princess of Mars and that's what made him dream, like have that dream. And uh, it's kind of about this guy who, you know, like this soul, he's a, this, uh, this world war two soldier who comes back home to the South side of Chicago, where his uncle basically runs this sort of uh, uh, guidebook company and he, it's kind of like the similar to the um, uh, premise of, I guess, what Green. I've never seen it, but someone told me, oh, that's kind of what Green Book was about, where he's basically like he he writes these guidebooks for for black people so they know like safe routes and safe places to stop uh, in the South and or or when they're when they're going cross country, um, and uh, that's exactly what Green Book is. No, because I've never seen it, so. I don't well. Know. Well, I've never seen it either, but yeah. Green Book was the was this thing um that it was a guidebook and it yeah. was green and it told um black people safe places to go, where to travel and yeah. sundown towns. Yeah, or counting in some cases. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. where you had to get out of there by sundown, otherwise you had trouble. Um Yeah. And that's actually that is actually a part in the uh, in the in like the first episode they yeah. find themselves in a sundown county, um, and uh, and yeah and it's kind of like it's that essentially this uh, you know this kid this this vet gets a letter from his father who's kind of who's gone missing, basically saying that uh, and you know his father you know and he was a, a big uh, um, uh, Lovecraft fan. And talked about how an art, and if you're a Lovecraft fan, the term Arkham actually has a lot of meaning. Uh, and he said he was in, he found him in a town, or he said he was in some town called Arkham. And then they looked at it, was like, well, no, this doesn't say Arkham, it says Artem. And they actually do find a town called Artem. And of course, it's in like a unsavory part of the country where they could, you know, you know, where it's a sun, where it's a sundown county. Um, and so they had to travel there to try to find his father or try to find like you know what you know or or whatever it was he was looking for and uh and yeah and they even like use term like they even like they they use a lot of stuff from a lot of different um uh gothic horror writers and science fiction writers because they even there's even like some bram stoker's dracula reference stuff in there Mm -hmm. um and it's i don't know it's like the first episode it's definitely it's definitely interesting. And it also, it's clearly, it's trying to show like there's some social, there's some social statement stuff in there. Cause it's Jordan Peele um, about, you know, just, just about sundown counties and, you know, just the, the, the black experience uh, in the uh, late fifties, early sixties, you know? Um, and, uh, and yeah, it's so far, I mean, I, I guess they've only done one episode, but uh, I, I do. And I, I haven't, I, I, I'm intrigued. Let me just say it that way. Um, and there's actually there is one scene 
in which they stop at a you know they they were you know they stop at a, a diner which they they heard was supposed to be safe uh but when they get there like it's it's a it, the diner has a different name and you know it kind of looks like oh they've done some renovation on it and uh and because he you know when they get in there and he notices that you know that oh the walls are painted white and then he's starting to piece things together he goes remind me why you know, he's you know that his uncle you know the guy who's who writes the guidebook stuff uh he says to him, he's like remind me why they painted the white house white and he goes oh well they had slaves do it because white hides burn marks and then he kind of like moves a panel on the floor and they realize that place burnt down where they're at now is no longer safe. So they have to literally have to run out of there. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's interesting. Um, you should check it out. if you can just do the, do the trial for HBO max. Hmm. And then get rid of the trial for Bill <laughs> <HBO> Simon. <laughs> Uh, oh, um, I forget. Did you watch the first season of The Boys? No, I haven't gotten around to that yet. Because uh, I know season two is coming here like in the next month. I think maybe it was a month from now or a couple weeks, something like that. But uh, yeah, it's interesting. Um, does not really follow the co- like like the comics as much as I was hoping it would be, or as much as I was, as much as I would hope that would follow the comics. Um, but I mean, it's still an interesting story. They kind of like hit, hit a lot of the same points. Um, one of the things I thought was really interesting is that the character, the, one of the main characters in the book was modeled after Simon Pegg, uh, named Hugh, a uh, guy named Huey. And, um, in the, uh, in the, uh, in the show, uh, the guy's dad is played by Simon Pegg. Yeah, that was a big thing when it was being filmed. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, because you can tell, like, you know, I think Garth Ennis always wanted him to play it, but they just, and, and, and he even wanted to be in it. Uh, Simon Pegg wanted to be in it, but it's just got to the point uh, by the time that, it, by the time it um, got made, he was far too old to be playing that character. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, he's, I think he's, is he 50 yet? Or turning 50? Uh, he's up there. I don't know. Exactly. I think, he's, but... I think he was born in 70. Let me just double check. Paul Rudd's 50. Yep. And Paul Rudd's actually, I think, probably 51. Or, or about to be 51, because he was born in 69. Say it. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Simon Pegg. Huh, he's the first person that comes up when you type in Simon. Uh, yeah, he's fifty. He was uh, he turned fifty in February, so he's an old man. Ugh, that's hard to believe because when you look at space, you know he's so. Even though I mean he's supposed to be in his twenties, even though then he was actually in his thirties, but it's still, you know, ugh. Yeah. Which, which oh, by the way, if, for those of you who haven't seen space, it is free on IMDb TV. So I recommend you see that. That is probably one of the best, um, uh, sort of, I, I guess, British sitcoms that's ever been made. Did you see that thing? That thing I sent you uh, that Edgar Wright posted on Twitter. Uh, did you text it to me, or uh, I believe so. Um, either. It probably would have been that or, or message. Oh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> Vader, Vader in love. It says, when people rank Star Wars uh, installments, uh, this was never mentioned. That again, Yeah, I haven't but it, it should be in the top four, he says. And it's, I don't know who did it. It was from the BBC, but it's called Vader in love. And it's just like sequences of Darth Vader, like making, you know, being nervous <laughs> and talking to a woman. Yeah. And it's I'm actually the- watching it right now. It's clearly like a kid's helmet that he's wearing. Yeah. Destroy them. Ah, Commander Lance. Please 
excuse my lateness. No matter. We've only just begun the briefing. Lord Vader, this is Commander Larkin. She will be overseeing the interrogation unit. I look forward to working with you, Lord Vader. So it's just sort of like, it's amazingly, it's kind of got like the rom-com type. Yeah, thing. he's like, Vader, you are such an idiot. <laughs> I can't oh. believe I said I needed to go to the bathroom. <laughs> um, anyway, you can watch that later. Yeah. Uh, so winding down our time, because we got yeah. into such deep topics this time yeah. around. As we usually, you know, yeah. this is such a important zeitgeist podcast but you know we're we're living in interesting times so um well we're on the very cusp of information anyway Mm -hmm. uh the uh you know i'm a big jeep fan and uh jeep is they're uh re what do you what do you call it they're gonna produce they're gonna bring back the jeep wagoneer which, I don't know, which one was the wagon? Was that the the one that had the wooden paneling? Yeah, on? that's that's the okay. big one from like the the seventies to the eighties, nineties. Uh, that had the wood paneling and it looked like a Cherokee, but it was like bigger. Well, it was the Cherokee. Like there was the Wagoneer, and then later on they had a version called the Chief or the Cherokee Chief, and then that became the Cherokee, which was the small one, and then the Grand mm-hmm. Grand Cherokee. Yeah. Um, but now they're gonna bring back the Wagoneer and it's going to kind of replace the Grand Cherokee as the flagship of Jeep and yeah. it's it's going to be larger uh, probably sit seat seven to eight passengers mm-hmm. and kind of compete with all the new vehicles like the Palisade and the Telluride <laughs> and um, this thing of, I don't know just thinking of South Park how they'd be like uh, oh, our car is bigger F you yeah yeah <laughs> Um, but anyway, every, a lot of, a lot of people are excited because I think the, uh, the last Wagoneer got made in 94 or 95, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, the Broncos back, so they kind of have, they, they kind of. Yeah. OJ kind of put the kibosh on the Bronco for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, it's back. And, yeah. uh, so the Wagoneer is coming back and, um, See, Bronco Ford did well with the Bronco, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, Jeep is going to do well with the Wagoneer, I assume. But yeah. you know, the Blazer was always kind of the competitor of the yeah. the Chevy's version. And they yeah. brought the Blazer back, and it's it, it was a huge miss um, because it, it it's basically like something you would see from their Buick line. It's just it's not off road worthy. It's that's kind of the whole. That was the whole point of the Blazer. Well, <laughs> right. That's that's guy. the whole point. Like Ford for a long time, they replaced the Bronco with the Explorer, and it was yeah. it was kind of off road worthy. But the longer it went on, it was more just like yeah. a soccer wagon, and yeah. and it wasn't really made to go off road. And uh, but now the Bronco's back, and it's it's definitely made to go off road and to compete with the Jeep Wrangler. Mm-hmm. Um. But then the Blazer, Chevy was like, oh, yeah, we're bringing back the Blazer um, here. Um, Did they bring back the Jimmy, too? <laughs> no. But uh, anyway, they, they messed up. Yeah. But Ford handled the Bronco comeback well, and Jeep is going to handle the Wagoneer well. That's why and I buy a Honda. So... <laughs> Honda, you know, they had the Passport. Yeah. And it was always kind of their off-road answer to all those vehicles, but they brought yeah. it back, and they're like, "Oh, it's off-road worthy." And no, it's not. Um, it's kind of like I, w- I wouldn't even compare it to an Outback. Like an Outback is more off-road worthy than a yeah. Honda Pilot. Um, yeah. I, I would say you could drive on a few good dirt roads in a Honda Pilot, or not not yeah. Pilot Passport. Yeah. Um, who did the pilot? Someone did the pilot. Who did the pilot? Well, Honda has the pilot, but pilot, okay, it, it's it's more like the big, you know, soccer wagon. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so anyway, I just wanted to throw the Jeep Wagoneer in there because myself and a lot of other people 
who like Jeeps are excited about that. Do you still have that? Uh, do you still have that Dodge Ram truck, or did you find did that thing finally break? I down? I still have it, but um, oh, that's right. You, it's just hanging out in your yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I it, I need to fix it, but I don't have the money to fix it, and I don't want to get rid of it either. So I'm no, kind of stuck in this limbo. That car or that truck is what over like like what twenty two years old? Um, I got it November of ninety eight, but it's a ninety nine. Um, uh, and uh, I mean, it was working up until it wasn't. Yeah. Well, my car was working up until it wasn't. Too, so. Yeah. And, and if if I got it fixed up, if I got it fixed up, it would be it would still be a great truck. Um, it's got good bones, but I don't know. I just don't have the money and the need right now to fix it. So I'm kind of in this limbo of letting it just sit there and not work. Ain't che- it's no longer cherry, Caleb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, but anyhow, but yeah, ugh, I said I. So I'm glad I, I drive a Honda because those <laughs> things can. Those no, honestly, Honda. that that last one I had. Honda. Think about all the shit. Think about all the, the uh, think about all the shit that that uh, that blue Honda I had went through. Um, Your Honda was green. It was blue. It was not blue. It was green. It was, as the it even said on the on like the uh whatever whatever like the manual or whatever it, that it came with or whatever the manual said, doesn't tell you the color whatever whatever registration or whatever it had said blue uh but anyhow point is uh my 98 honda went through so much like it uh the water main broke in winter in chicago and it flooded it and it still survived uh got vandalized and used as like a trample look like someone used it as a well trample. it didn't survive you had to get it fixed yeah but it's otherwise like, it wouldn't have survived but i'm saying that didn't total it like it still survived after that like just like oh yeah it's it's an easy fix easy fix like it went through all that stuff and then of course the the one thing that it couldn't that it couldn't survive was the negligence of a 17 year old kid who couldn't tell his light was red so but no, I had that thing. I had that thing uh, from 2004 till uh, just recently. Like so, uh, the so, so like I uh, think what, what was that? Probably um, would have been last I, oh, about a year ago. Um, yeah, we've we've already talked about your car. Yeah. Oh well, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm wasting <laughs> your precious time reminiscing about my sweet ride that I had. But no, like that that thing. I will say this, like. Say what you will, but Hondas, those things last. Like those, like you can you can drive those things to hell and back, and I did. And that thing, and, I, and that thing still, and it, uh, it had over two hundred thousand miles on it, and that thing still ran great. Uh, even when I bought it, it had one hundred eighty thousand, and I drove that car for freaking uh, god uh, fifteen years or sixteen years somewhere in there. Oh. So yeah, that thing was. Those things, they, Honda makes things that last, except for the transmissions. So <laughs> that that is the one thing I've always, and I actually had to experience that of having to have my transmission replaced. Well, that's uh, always mo- a lot of cars these days are fairly well, fairly good, but then the transmission is what, uh, yeah, always goes out first. It seems. Yeah, the water pump goes out first, but then then the transmission. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, that was that was that was a show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, I guess because uh, at sixty minutes is the longest we can go on these, right? On the on well, the, we on can the... record for uh, we can record two hours worth. Okay, but. We I usually keep the episodes to an hour. Uh, okay. I was gonna say unless you wanted to, was there? Did you, did you want to talk about uh, Uncharted or video games or anything like that? Or mm, no, I haven't really had the luxury of having time to play video games these days. Yeah, which is weird. That's like I I will say this: it is I, I went years without playing video games, and I feel like a freaking addict now because. 
like I, I did stuff before <laughs> the pandemic. Like I actually wrote and I was more creative and now it just seems like uh video games are ruling my life. <laughs> like I, I plan stuff. I literally plan things around like <laughs> the time I'm going to play. It's like, okay, well, you know, I have uh, I'll do all this stuff and then from twelve till sunup I'll play video games. <laughs> you gave up on life, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> but but no, I've uh, I, I yeah, yeah, I played the yeah, I finished um uh the, yeah i actually uh the, uh finished most of that spider-man game i think i was like 90 percent. it's like the the game that i have had like the most uh, co- uh completion of uh and um and then i i, I finished I, I then started playing the uncharted i finished uh, uncharted 4 and then um uh, played that uh fallen empire game which was fun um it's kind of, I mean, like the, it's kind of cool to actually like, like the, um, lightsaber, uh, fighting on there is pretty good. Um, and, uh, and then I've moved on now. Actually, I'm actually now trying to play the games that my PlayStation came with. Uh, <laughs> uh so I'm now playing the God of War game where he, he's fighting the Norsemen or the Norse gods. And yeah. Oh. It's fun. It's Kratos. <laughs> he often he always calls his son boy. Mm-hmm. And it's the when is it's when the, is that movie going to come out? God of War is it? Is it supposed to come out? Well, there's been talk about it, but uh, I don't even know who they. I I, I guess maybe The Rock. He'd, I mean he. I mean he'd be to me be the obvious choice. No, no uh, there's um uh, there's somebody that they kind of put you know they overlaid like a photoshop kind of thing of god of war on it um i can't remember who it was but yeah i don't as far as the look it would have been good yeah uh but no i mean honestly i mean like i mean even like even just in my mind's eye like the rock would actually be perfect for it because he's got the build he's you know shaved head just yeah all he needs to do is grow a beard oh you know and uh he's so uh, hot I, right now jeremiah oh yeah, oh yeah it's that damn dwayne johnson he's so hot right now <laughs> which have, actually, have you seen that they're actually are really cute the thing where uh he sings with his uh, he sings the what was the disney uh moana. what was it moana moana yeah I, uh he he'll sing that song the song that he sings yeah. with his daughter and then he'll say is daddy, you know, he'll say, is daddy whatever character he played and she get, in the movie? And she goes, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> he keeps trying. It's basically. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, like he's trying to convince her that that's him, yeah. but she never believes him. <laughs> you're welcome. And like, they'll sing it together. And, and like, yeah, it's, it's always, he always posts it on like Instagram and Facebook and everything. And and twitter and yeah and it's just funny because at the end he goes is daddy this character and she goes no no <laughs> yeah people voiceover yeah. artists are always like uh the story jess harnell always tells oh yeah the about uh, uh animaniacs and the yeah. kid yeah. wacko um wacko and some kid he's like hey i did the voice he was like because the kids weren't, well, the kids wearing a wacko T-shirt, and, and his mom, and the whole thing was like they were at Disneyland. He, his mom sees the kid with like the T-shirt, and he kind of like she like, oh, he looks lonely. Go talk to him. Basically trying to convince him that if he reluctantly goes over, and he's like, oh, nice shirt, man. You know, I do the voice. And he goes, yeah, so do I. And it's like, <laughs> it's like no, kid, I'm the voice of wacko. Oh, and I love the. Yeah, and how how ridiculous it gets to where like he shows him his license that he he goes like, well, this is Florida, that's that's uh, in L.A. and he's, oh no, look, see, I've got a California license. Oh, then you must be the guy. (laughs) (laughs) And then then the whole thing, I'm like, he goes, well, you know, look, here's my business card. He was like, at the time, my business card had wacko. I was like, oh wow, you got, he was like, you know, you got a picture of him on your business. I got a picture of him on my shirt. And, all this stuff. and then he goes, Well, then do the voice. And Jess Arnell says, like, I never, I've never in my life 
I, I never get nervous. Like I, like I'm one of those guys that can that, uh, can do anything, anything on the spot. He goes, for the first time in my life, I was nervous and felt on the spot. And he goes, he tried doing his impression. He's just like, well, here we are at at uh, Disneyland, and comes <laughs> at him and says, you don't even sound like him. <laughs> and he's like, well, let me hear Hello, you I'm Wacko. He always yeah. sounded like Ringo. Yeah. He goes, well, let me hear you do it. And the kid is like, hello, nurse, or something. He goes, yeah, you're right. Yours is much better than <laughs> Yeah. Oh, God. Which is hilarious. Yeah, like, just no one, you know, well, look at uh, John DiMaggio, or only, like, not only John DiMaggio, but um, uh, uh, John Benjamin. I mean, he he doesn't look anything like. I mean, you'd think that like by the sound of his voice, he'd look like Archer, but he's this like tiny little uh, like, uh, unassuming man with this great voice. <laughs> and Harry Shear is kind of the same thing. They recently rewatched um, Wayne's World too, where he's the radio host called Handsome Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Like they're oh man, and who was it? Yeah, uh, the first time they see him, he's like, "Oh, handsome. well." First, well, first off, yeah. uh, what's his face from uh, Revenge of the Nerds? I can't think of his name right now. The and he was on uh, Married with Children. Uh, Ted, uh, is it Ted? Uh, well, yeah, Ted. Uh, Mick, it's it's. Some, I feel like it's an Irish name, like Mick something or yeah. I don't know. But anyways, because he walks out first, and they're like, "Oh, hey, Tan- like, hey, handsome Dan." He goes, "I'm not a handsome Dan." And then Harry Shear walks up, "Hey guys, how's it going?" Yeah. Oh, hi, hi. <laughs> oh man, so yeah, it's always like it's always funny, you know how. Voice, yeah, how, how much like people, like you, 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 how your ear can fool you. Um, well, another one too is like Liev Schreiber. If I just hear his voice for some reason, I don't because like, he did that uh comic book documentary, for right? Yeah, well, and you yeah. know, he's changed a lot because when he first started, he kind of had this affectation of having kind of like a lazy delivery, yeah. Um you know, it was like, hey, I'm Leo Schreiber. But now he's yeah. kind of, he's developed his voice to yeah. have that kind of narrator, narrator like yeah. authority, it, you know. It's a weird thing, though. It's like when I see him talk, it's like, okay, I can believe it. But then, like, when I hear him talk, and it's just like this weird separation. I'm like, no, it doesn't really, it doesn't really fit. Because you know? <laughs> like... yeah. uh, also, it's just like, his face, like, I, I, he does a thing with his face when he talks, and I can't really, I can't really explain it, but it's just like it's a weird look he has on his face when he talks, and then it's well, for it's, some it's, it's like he's, it's like he's rem- remembering a joke but trying not yeah. to laugh while talking. Yes, that's it. Yeah, because he's kind of like, kind of like he's smiling. Yeah, like, he always, he always looks like he's got a secret and he's trying not to giggle while yeah. he's delivering his line. Yeah, and <laughs> so it's like, but then, like, whenever you take that away <laughs> and just hear the voice, uh, it doesn't sound like it. It's like I don't. It feels like it's someone else, you know. Because <laughs> yeah. like, during that, like I said, that whole documentary, I almost feel like it's like, and he even does the intros, like with him, like in person doing them, and it's like it's clearly the same voice. But when I don't see him talk, it's like my brain does this weird mental gymnastic thing of like. I don't think that's the same guy. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. All right. Well, uh, I'll talk to you next time. All right. Well, yeah. And uh, once abrupt again, ending. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, for those of you, if you uh, if you enjoy what you hear, and you know you 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 think what we say is rate I guess, is viable, I rate. guess. Uh, remember to like, rate, uh, <laughs> uh, subscribe, Share. and most importantly. Subscribe. Most importantly, share because you Listen. know. I mean, yes, we we want we want this. You know, let let this get out there like some sort of virus that's taking over. You know, yeah. Uh, and even if you hate what we do and you think it's terrible, which it, you know it's on that scale, yeah. share it 
and show people how terrible it is. Yeah, let's, yeah. So like, gotta listen to this stupid podcast these two losers do, and then they can show show it to their friends, and they can show how loser losery we are. They can show it to their friends, and they can yeah. show it to their friends, and so on, and so on. Uh, but yeah, um, and yeah, uh, we'll have to have to do this again sometime. <laughs> yeah i've got a backlog of uh episodes that need to be edited um so yeah oh great so like by the time this gets out everything we talked about was... yeah well yeah this this one should come out probably around november maybe uh hopefully um... okay well hopefully by the time <laughs> by the time that you hear this um a certain butthole is no longer president <laughs> well or is no or, or has been has been voted out of office and is probably doing a bunch of crazy stuff right now yeah. on his on his last days. So, uh, uh, but yeah, uh, I guess uh, guess that's it. All so, right, I'm done with you. Get out of here, kid. We'll talk to you guys later. I'm done with you. Yeah. <laughs>